Isaiah 43, 1-7. Now this is what the Lord says. He created you, people of Jacob. He formed you, people of Israel. He says, don't be afraid because I have saved you. I have called you by my name and you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you cross rivers, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not hurt you. This is because I, Lord, and Lord God, I, the Holy One of Israel, am your Savior. I gave Egypt to pay for you. I gave Cush and Seba to make you mine. You are precious to me. I give you honor, and I love you. So I will give other people in your place. I will give other nations to save your life. So don't be afraid. I am with you. I will gather your children from the east. I will gather you from the west. I will tell them I'm giving my people to me. I will tell the south, don't keep my people in prison. Bring my sons from far away. Bring my daughters from far away places. Bring to be all people, all the people who are mine. Made them. I made them for my glory. I formed them. I made them. Leader of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Psalm 29. Praise the Lord, you angels. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord's glory and power. Praise the Lord for the glory of his name. Worship the Lord because he is holy. The Lord is the Lord's voice is heard over the sea. The glorious God found us. The Lord's voice is powerful. The Lord's, the Lord's voice, voice is, is majestic. The Lord's voice breaks the trees. The Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. Lebanon. He makes the lands of Lebanon dance like a calf. He makes Mount Hermon jump like a baby bull. The Lord's voice makes the lightning flash. The Lord's voice shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The Lord's voice shakes the oaks, the leaves fall off the trees. In his temple, everyone says, Glory to God. The Lord controls the flood. The Lord will be king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. All right, Hadley, do you want to help me read this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hadley's not quite old enough to read yet, so. I can read. <laughs> you can! I invite you to stand as you are comfortable for the reading of the gospel. From Luke chapter 3. All the people were hoping for the Christ to come, and they wondered about John. They thought, maybe he is the Christ. John answered everyone, I baptize you with water. But there is one coming later who can do more than I can. I am not good enough to untie his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He will come ready to clean the grain. He will separate the good grain from the chaff. 
He will put the good part of the grain into his barn. Then he will burn the chaff with a fire that cannot be put out. When all the people were baptized by John, Jesus also was baptized. While Jesus was praying, heaven opened and the Holy Spirit came down on him. The Spirit was in the form of a dove. Then a voice came from heaven and said, You are my son and I love you. I am very pleased with you. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated and I invite all of our young ones forward for our children's message. Right, yeah. So can we bow our heads and say a little prayer before we get our 
cuffs, okay? So we bow our heads. Dear Jesus, Dear Jesus. Thank, you so much thank you so much for coming to earth, for coming to earth. And, loving all of us. and loving all of us, no matter how much money, or what kind of a house or no house, the color of our skin, the color of our eyes, how smart we are, or anything else. Thank you, Jesus, for your unconditional love. Thank you, Jesus, for your unconditional love. Amen. Amen. I'm just going to say something else. That's fine. <laughs> Every time we see her, 
filled with excitement and pride at whatever it might be, both of us respond with affirmations, affirming her talents, her smile, her joy. We encourage her and she beams. I forget sometimes how much all of us as humans need that kind of encouragement, that kind of affirmation of love and happiness from others, especially from those we look up to, from those we love, from those who matter to us. Sometimes that's parents or teachers or supervisors. Sometimes we need that encouragement from our spouse, from our family, from our friends, from our church. We live a lot of our lives saying, look, see, even if we don't realize it. Social media is a good example of this. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, maybe even just email chains that you sent. A constant stream of saying, look, at my pictures from Christmas. See what I'm up to? What do you think? Hit the like button. I do this in my house when once in a blue moon I clean, and Greg comes home and I say, look, I did the dishes. I am definitely waiting for some affirmation of my talents, maybe some encouragement for my time spent, even though Greg does them every night. Maybe if you thought about it, you could find places where you say, look, in your life. Maybe it's in your home, here at church, in your work or your family or other social groups. Maybe you can find where you're saying, see, see what I'm doing, see who I am. Often though, in our world, in our culture, when we are in need of affirmation or encouragement, we're met with either a total absence of that encouragement or worse. From our culture, the constant stream of information is saying, not good enough. Often through advertising, through television, through billboards or magazines, and even in books, the message we receive is, you could do better. You could do more. You could be healthier. You could have more stuff. We're constantly being told, not enough. Not good enough. And so we tell it to ourselves, too. Truthfully, we don't need media or culture to tell us we're not good enough. It's part of a human condition to seek more, to see ourselves and want something different. We tell ourselves that we'll make a New Year's resolution to avoid sugar or soda in order to be better than who we are. We tell ourselves we're going to get in shape, we're going to be better about our budget, we're going to strive to be that unattainable person we imagine we could be. And none of those are bad things, except often the language we use with ourselves is that who we are right now is not good enough that we're not enough right now, but we could be. Even John the Baptist, self-righteous in every way, preaching about wheat and fire and the Holy Spirit, even John falls victim to the not good enoughs. When people start whispering, start hoping that maybe he's someone he's not, wondering if maybe he's the Christ, the one they've been waiting for, John is quick to correct them, rightly so, but he does it by putting himself down. He doesn't just say, I baptize you with water, but there is one coming later who can do more than I can. That would be honest and still affirming the ministry he was doing. Instead, he adds, I'm not good enough to untie his sandals. Not good enough. But Jesus disagrees. We don't have it in our reading today, but in Mark's Gospel, as John protests because of his not good enoughness, Jesus simultaneously dismisses and affirms him by asking to be baptized by John, by demanding to be baptized by John. And Jesus prays during his baptism. 
I wonder if as Jesus is in the water praying, his prayer sounds something like, look, or see, as he knelt down. Because as he sits there praying, the heavens open up, and the Holy Spirit comes down like a dove, and a voice from heaven says, like any parent would, you are my son, and I love you. I am very pleased with you. The kinds of words that each and every one of us needs to hear, and Jesus hears them too. As he is about to start his ministry, a ministry that will be filled with frustrations, disappointments, and even death, God sends him off with encouragement, with love, and with joy. God has been responding to humanity with this kind of love and joy for a long time. The divine parent watching as children say, look, see, in Isaiah, the God who creates us, who forms us into being, says, I have called you by name, you are mine, you are precious to me, and I love you. God reminds us in Isaiah that we are enough, that God made us, formed us, created us to be enough. And in Jesus' baptism, in each of our baptisms, God sees us and says, You are my child, I love you, and with you I am well pleased. Like the smile I have on my face when Hadley pulls on my arm and says, Look, look, God's smile comes like a dove to the Holy Spirit to each and every one of us. And for all the moments in our lives where we don't get the words of affirmation or the encouragement we need, for all the times we tell ourselves we're not good enough or say someone else isn't, for all our failures to support each other and our neighbors, for all the times we forget who created us and who loves us, Jesus, the Son of God, loved and encouraged, goes into his ministry, into his life, and into his death on the cross to bring us this love, this mercy, this salvation. Jesus dies and rises from the dead to say, Look, see, I have saved you. I will be with you. You are precious to me. You are precious to God. You are enough. And Jesus shares God's love for us, with us, so that we can go out into the world, baptized in the Spirit, sharing God's love for this world. Sharing the kind of encouragement and affirmation we receive from our Lord with others. So that we can say, look and see the child of God in every person God created, regardless of how they might be different from us. Look and see the child of God in someone, whatever their race, ethnicity, nationality, gender, orientation, economic, or social status might be. Jesus shares this love for us. Jesus makes us good enough so that we can share this kind of love with the world. So that we can live lives not trapped in the not good enough our world tries to tell us we are, but instead living into the truth of these words from God, our Creator and Lord. God says, look, see, I have called you by name, and you are mine. You are precious to me, and I love you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.